The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Thanks for joining us again in this Thursday morning and giving me a chance to be part of your day. Greatly appreciate that. Even if you're watching and listening to this later, uh, we just appreciate the chance to be part of your day. If you're following along with us, uh, we are continuing in our study through the book of Philippians. Uh, we are in the final chapter, Philippians chapter number four. Uh, yesterday, we started on something that continues. It's a thought that doesn't just conclude. Again, we've mentioned um, chapter the flip, theme of Philippians is joy. This is joy over worry. And so worry, anxiety, things of that nature. How can we, what does the Bible say about those things? He tells us in verse six, be careful for nothing. The word careful literally means anxious. Uh, the Bible, you know, the things we battle today are not new. Uh, the Bible says there's no new thing under the sun. What we battle today um, the world has battled for years, and they were in the Bible days. Um, this is not new. It's got different terminologies, and the world views it differently than it used to, but it's not new. So we know the Bible has an answer for it. But Paul's going to um, kind of pick, continue in a thought that he said, a lot of times what we do when we look at the verses that we looked at yesterday, uh, it's easy for us to conclude these two things problem solved. But Paul doesn't finish that. He finishes with two more thoughts. There's a little more, but two more thoughts under that premise of finding this peace. And so let me read for context. Again, verse 6, be anxious or be careful or anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. So give it all to God, and then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep or guard or protect your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, now here's the part we want to catch. He continues on that same thought. It's a concluding thought, but the same thought under the same idea. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So now he continues. Again, it's not a final thought. We're just, okay, I've said a prayer, move on. Well, what we're looking at is yesterday we talked about the idea of God says, now you, you give it to me, acknowledge your struggle, give it to me, let me guard your heart. So here's what I need you to do for me. Here's what I will do. But here's another step I need you to take. One of the things we look in Scripture, uh, we said this a while back, but here's this premise. You ever gone to James, the Bible says, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not shall be given him. And then what we do sometimes is we pray and then we're waiting for like this magical lightning moment for God to open up and resolve the issues. And really what we miss is many times God is saying, you're asking for wisdom for something, but I've actually already given you the answer for that. I've given you the Bible. I've given you church. I've given you things around to give you the answer. You're just not taking a veil of those. I mean, if we're struggling um, in your health, but we won't go to the doctor, what are we going to do? You, you know, if we're struggling in a relationship, but we won't follow the Bible to resolve those situs, issues with relationships. We're starting bitterness, but we won't follow Scripture to deal with that and overcome that. Uh, we're not going to get answers. The answer is there. We'd have to do it. And that's really what we see a lot with Scripture is God is, in many occasions, already given us information on what we need to do. And he's told us in Joshua and other passages, success comes from heeding the Word of God, from doing the Word of God. Knowledge of the Word of God is great, but if knowledge doesn't move me to action, then it's empty. And that's what we're looking at. So he tells us, be anxious for nothing. Give it to God in prayer. God will guard your heart. Now here's what you do. 
Finally, brethren, and here's a list of things he tells us to think on. Now, so what he's saying is, okay, here, here's the thing. When we struggle with anxiety, we struggle with discouragement, depression, fear, what ifs, all these things. Here's what we're doing. We are focusing our mental and emotional attention on things we cannot control, on things that may not even happen, on lies, on presuppositions, on fears that somehow things from our past uh, that have come up that we think, man, I wish I didn't do that, which we can't fix. And that's a great place for Satan to keep you on struggling over something in the past you can't fix. Or the future, you have no idea what's going on, so you're anxious. And so if you're, if you're anxious and you're overwhelmed, what you're doing is you're focusing your, your mental and spiritual and emotional attention on something you can't control. That's why God says, don't be anxious for these things. Give it to me. But then he says, there's a tangible thing you need to do. And he says, he finishes verse 8 with saying, think on these things. It's a, it's a what are we supposed to focus our attention on. So I'm not going to read the whole verse of verse 8, but let's walk through. And I won't even describe them because they're kind of pretty much common sense when you read this. What are we to think on? In verse 8, things that are true, right? not lies, not things we are not sure about, just truth. And that means sometimes what you hear in the news, you can't focus. It's not always true. Honest, and there we go. It's true. It's honest. Okay. Just, right, good, we get whelmed into gossip and things that can't help us. These things, what are good? Pure, uh, whatever things are lovely, things that are good, report. He says, if there's any virtue, any praise, these are the things you think on. Now, this is an absolute list. Generally speaking, a large portion of what's posted on social media, what's brought across in the news, what is seen on the internet, a large portion of that contradicts what God's told us to do. But often, that is what we're filling our mind with. Sometimes you get around people, and the moment you get around a man, all they want to do is complain about this or gossip about this person or, or be critical. I mean, everything that goes to their mind is negative. And you spend get around those people, you're going to always start thinking like them. And then here's the problem. You start thinking in the negative and the pessimistic, you're going to begin to believe it. And then you begin to believe it, then you emotionally respond to that. And that's where your depression, anxiety, and all these things come from. See, a lot of times what happens is the circumstance in life is overwhelming, or at least we think it's overwhelming. Um, we think it is because we really don't know. We, okay, let's say we've lost our job or we're tied in money, and so now what we do is we begin to, in our mind, to roll through all the things that could happen. I'm going to get kicked out of my home. I'm going to be on the street. We're not going to be able to eat. There's a whole list of things we think are going to happen. None of those things have even happened yet, but we think they're going to, and so now we begin to live emotionally and, and then, then result physically over things that haven't even happened yet. Now, they might, but here's the point. If I'm consumed with those things, I'm not actually doing anything about them. So what I need to do is I need to change my thinking. My thinking drove me to this bad place. I need to change my thinking. So my thinking is, and he says, right, true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtue, praise. That's where I focus my attention. And I give it to God. Here's the thing. When I do that, it's not that the problems will disappear, but I don't look at those problems the way they're not. If I can get the right thinking, now I can start looking at those things and start saying, what do I do about work? about the money, about food. What do I do about my health? Okay, I've learned these things. I'm a little overwhelmed by it. I'm going to think on good things now. I, now what I do is I have a right mindset to move forward. That's what God's asked us to do. If you're my, Really, your emotions and your physical being will follow your thinking. 
And if you are dwelling on something negative, it'll affect every part of your body. He finishes one more thought, though, in verse 9. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Now, there's, it can be broad and, and kind of the testimony since uh, Paul's been saved. But let's just look at it this way. Let's just say what Paul's saying this. Those things, the testimony you've heard. Remember, he's in prison. People have been able to come see him. He's kind of under house arrest. Um, people have been allowed to come see him. And they've been back talking about the testimony of Paul. He goes, so those things that you have seen of me and you've heard other people say, my response to my imprisonment, do that. Follow my example and do that. Now, one, how Paul responded. He just, this is, he, I want to preach, but God's asked me to write. I'm going to do it. I'm going to embrace this moment. It may not be what I want, but it's what God wants. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to make the best of this moment. It's a mindset. This is where God has me. What can I do? How can I flourish? What can I grow for, for Jesus in this time? And that's the mindset. Now, that doesn't mean place someone as a hero. I want to be like that person. And that doesn't mean, well, I'm, only, I'm going to be like Paul or be like a certain preacher, things of that nature. That means when you see people who, who have successfully navigated life, and while their marriage won't be perfect, have seemed to have a great marriage after 25, 30 years. Well, learn from them. Learn how they handled the battles. Because you think, well, they got a perfect marriage. Well, no, no, no. That means they've been able to navigate the negatives of marriage. They've been able to navigate the battles of life. So it's not that I can't learn from them because they're perfect. No, I can learn because they go through the same things I do. But boy, they've been able to accomplish it. So what can I learn from them? And that's what we do. Find godly examples and follow them. Don't, don't imitate them. Don't become them. Learn from their mistakes because they're going to make them. So that's the thing. It, it is a proper mindset. If you have the wrong mindset, you will be overwhelmed. If you have a proper mindset, then you will be able to find that peace. Here's the thing. God's given you the answer to many of the situations you're at. Satan wants you to be overwhelmed over things you can't control, anxious, and not be able to move on. He wants you there. God wants you to know that even though there are things you don't know and can't control, you do not have to live under its power, and you can't have freedom. Where, where are you going to follow today? What thinking are you going to follow? And you have to constantly do it. Anxiety comes up, I give it to God, I pray, and I refocus my thinking. It's easy to do, but you need to choose where you're going to set your mind. And when you do that, it'll the rest of you and your being, your emotion, your, your physical, physical nature, that will follow where you're allowing your mind to go. Thanks again for joining us this morning on this Thursday. Give me a chance to teach the Word of God. I hope it's a help. Hope you continue with us. Tomorrow we'll uh, have a couple more verses in the book of Philippians 4 as we finish out this week together. I appreciate the privilege to be here, be part of your day. We hope you have a great rest of your day.